This is the Retro Movies and Metal Show, the only show where we reminisce about the greatest movies and metal, or sometimes not metal, from the mid to early to mid to late 90s. I'm your host, John. Across the table from me is Tony. How are we doing, Tony? Indubitably good. Indubitably. I haven't heard that one in a long time. Oh, I just pulled that out of my butt. Oh, God. God, yeah. <laughs> Topic for today is the 1992 movie Candyman. But before we get into that, please go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us a rate and review of at least five stars. Go and hit that subscribe button to help us grow the show. It helps us keep doing the show that you love. And we appreciate all that support. So thank you. Yes. How are we doing, Tony? Doing good, man. Doing good. How's your week been? Stressful? Yeah. Always, but, you know, I try to get over it. My boss was cool. He gave me a cash job on Friday at the there end of go. my day. So. Under the table. Under the table. There you go. Yep. Right. I've been thinking about, you know, it is October and it's Halloween, and we are doing our Halloween-themed um, round of uh, shows this month. Mm, that's right, yeah. Um, and we were talking about, you know, what are we going to do about Christmas movies? <laughs> and I brought up the uh, movie A Nightmare Before uh, Christmas, and you hate that movie, right? I especially hate that movie, dude. Yeah, I mean, it came out in what ninety three or something like that. I don't know. I didn't uh, it pay was attention. all it was all over the damn. Place. It was all over the place. And as we discussed, some people kind of made it their persona. Uh, the girl, you know, the girls yeah. turned them into the uh, girl character. I think her name's Sandy Sarah's. It begins with an S. I don't know. Yeah, and they've got Jack Skellington patches all over their backpack and uh, yeah. uh, Boogie Oogie Man and all that stuff. Yeah. And well, it's like ha- Halloween in general, a lot of people make it their their personality. Like they'll go on social media and then they'll be August and like posting memes about I can't wait until Halloween. Why? I mean, yeah, scary movies are fun. <laughs> I get it. But Jesus, it's August. I it's guess, a- I, you know, I have like, okay, so it's got a few things. So. One, it's kind of like, uh, what is it, the stop-go animation? Stop motion. So, yeah, so not a huge fan of that. Um, I am. The second is I hate everything like Christmas, like Christmassy. Um, and it's hilarious because, like, yeah, my wife and I will be like, say, watching just some TV series, and you know, we watch everything on streaming, sure and stuff. No one watches. And TV once a Christmas show, you know, or a Christmas episode comes on to that show, like it immediately gets churned. Like I don't get it. It's feelings of good times. <laughs> is it though? It is. <laughs> Have a good time around Christmas. Uh, no, I don't know. I, I just. I mean, it's uh, cold, but it's like it, it gives you. Um, you know, I don't know. You know, memories come up of good Christmas. Just never, never really. See, I used to be like that. I hate Christmas. I hate Christmas. But it's a, you know, someone posted or posted or I read an article or something about you know the origins of Christmas and Thanksgiving and all that, because most people didn't make it through the winter back in the day and back in the olden days. So it was kind of like the last time to. Be thankful for your family before they die in a frozen tundra. Oh, fun. Yeah. So it's it's about gratitude. And also, <laughs> you know, the, don't come at me with the, the with the commercialization of Christmas. Yeah, obviously it's commercialized. Everyone's right. essentially socially pressured to give a gift and kind of, uh, you know, provide as much as you can give. And, you know, it, yeah, it's well, the thought that counts and, and all that stuff. Like I said, I use, you know, so I you may see, be over-exaggerating on hate. It's not automatically makes what I'm watching cheesy. And I think that's what I don't like about it. Okay. So if that. there's an episode that's great from like The Office or something. They got a great a couple then, of great you know, episodes. The <laughs> Christmas episode is going to be kind of cheesy because it's going to be focused on Christmas. And it's like same for you know, any. Because I don't want to use a show that you're going to be like, well, of course, it's great. I, you know, I'm not trying to make that point. My point is... Any show that I might be watching or a movie or whatever, if it's primarily based off of Christmas or even, you know, some other holidays, yeah, I can see it the- changes the show or it changes like, 
yeah, there's what the, the movie could be. There is there's rare exceptions to what you're talking about, but I understand what you're talking about. Uh, no, there is, is exceptions. <laughs> there is. Well, well, I get it, but you know, I I just loosely say it's easier to go. Oh, I hate it. Well, but there's, there's if, you, if you want me to break down all the reasons, of right? Why, you no, know, you don't have to. But it's you know, it, I I I don't like to say hate and it come off like I'm just being a grumpy old shit because mm-hmm. it's not the case. And Christmas is a holiday and you should love to be with your family and all that. So that's that's great. But yeah, it's pretty much just <laughs> when it comes to like my TV shows or my movies, I, I want them like Christmas what? free. <laughs> yeah, I want them Christmas free. <laughs> yeah. Well, what I don't, you know, and, you know, getting back to Halloween, too, I mean, also with Christmas, there's Christmas people and there's Halloween people, and there's Christmas yeah. and Halloween people. I, the Halloween people annoy me just a little bit more than the Christmas people. Yeah. Um, just because, yeah, they're in August talking, but I guess the Christmas people are in September talking about can't wait till Christmas. Um, yeah, there's already Christmas shit on the shelves of stores and... Like, that's it the, wasn't even October yet. Well, that's the consumer. I haven't seen anything yet. I did. It was in uh, Home Depot. Home they Depot's? already got all their Christmas shit out, and it came out, like, at the end of September. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I'm going to have to pay attention to that, because last time I was at Home Depot, which was probably last week, all I saw was Halloween stuff. Yeah, they have their entire whole front seasonal thing. It's all Christmas right now. Like decorations and lights and trees and all trees that? Trees and, yeah, all that huh. shit. Odd. But that's the commercialization of Christmas. But yeah, the, the Halloween people annoy me. And it's just because it's like, ooh, it's spooky. Yeah, okay, I get it. And? Yeah. And? <laughs> so much so that they have to open up, you know, special stores. Yeah, the spirit Halloween. Special time yeah. of the month, you know, just to do that. Yeah, and th- those places are freaking ripoffs. It's like every, yeah. you know, it's funny because, you know, we buy our kids costumes my older son is kind of more frugal now because he doesn't he's not into the, you know, full outfits or anything. He, right. he went to, as the Joker, I think, last year from oh, Dark yeah, Knight. Oh, yeah, I remember, yeah. Um, this year, <laughs> I, was, I may have inadvertently given him a, a, a costume idea. I was like, you should go with Patrick Bateman. <laughs> Wear a suit. <laughs> Slick your hair back and uh, splatter some blood <laughs> on your Patrick <laughs> Bateman. He's, well, he said, I don't know. All his friends would be like, who? <laughs> I don't know, man. The kids these days, they're, they're reverting back to a lot of these old movies, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, because he's got a Halloween dance he's going to, so that's going to be a costume thing. And I was like, uh, you want to look nice and, uh, you know, have a, some kind of a theme? Nice. Um, but, yeah, I, it, the shit there is so damn expensive. Like, the... The smallest thing is like $25. I mean, Shit. they have a lot of stuff there, decorations. And you never think to buy it in like February mm-hmm. or March to kind of save some money on it, you know? That's true. When you probably should be buying this stuff. Yeah. Uh, same thing with Christmas stuff. Like Christmas lights, you know, ours break every damn year. So it's mm-hmm. like every year we're buying them. I like, wife has, I like Christmas lights and shit. A lot of that stuff you can just keep up all year if you get the... That's hillbilly. No, that's that's faux pas, my friend. You can't oh, do yeah. that. You Should gotta I take not have down. said that? No, you can't do that. No, but are you talking inside or outside? Inside. Or outside. Oh, I'm talking inside. Oh, I, we don't have any. Uh, we do the railing and yeah stuff with the lights. Yeah, I don't think we've put anything up outside as far as like lights like that. You know, that that's funny you say that because I'm a homeowner and my wife loves the Christmas lights. Mm-hmm. And, oh, God, it's such a pain in the ass hanging them. And also being creative enough to make it worth a while, you know. Right, right. Because, you know, it, who, it's nothing sadder than seeing a single string, a string of lights <laughs> on, on a house and now that's it, you know. No candy canes, no snowmen. No, it's just like One this, single it's like string. Like you lazy fucking bastard, <laughs> you know. So you almost have to go all out. Yeah. You know? It's like, why bother you, prick? <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, so, no, it's hilarious. My neighbors across, they like, they try to put a ton of money into all of their de- decorations for like 
you know, Christmas and Halloween and where do they store all shit. that shit? You know, and like if you look at my house, it's like I don't, just, I don't put anything. <laughs> it's like they can put all of it up. I don't care. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. We got to put some pretty good light decorations around here, and yep. you know, let them take care of it. It's fine. Oh, yeah. but you know, the ultimate lazy thing is now they got that like projector thing on the houses. Oh you know? <laughs> yeah, the projector. <laughs> you know, that's the laziest thing on the planet. And I think I'm gonna get one this year. <laughs> Come on, babe, look. It's all lit up. (laughs) Just drive that shit into the lawn. (laughs) Stake it down, done. No ladders, no extension. Well, small extension cords. No fucking gutter clips and all that stupid shit. God damn, dude. Well, yeah, uh, that was I'm, good. I'm gonna get roped into that, so maybe, yeah, maybe I should look for one of those projector things. And uh, yep, Amazon. Some, yeah, hell yeah, Amazon. The uh, deal of the day. Our overlord, Amazon. Our Amazon overlords. <laughs> oh, totally. Um, but yeah, what we are talking, we have no segue for today except for Christmas candy. Candy man. There you go. There you go. That was. Terrible. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, there was no natural segue, so yeah, we just that was almost as bad as my child's yeah. play one. <laughs> Speaking of dolls, <laughs> buying your kid a doll. <laughs> yeah, that was great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, big man. And, uh, <laughs> okay. okay. Candyman is a 1992 uh, American Gothic. I don't get so much Gothic from it. Uh, supernatural horror film written and directed by Bernard Rose and starring Virginia Madsen, Tony Todd, Xander Berkeley, Casey Lemons, and Vanessa E. Williams. Based on Clive Barker's short story, The Forbidden. The film follows a Chicago graduate student completing a thesis on urban legends and folklore, which leads to her to the legend of Candyman, the ghost of an African-American artist and the son of a slave who was murdered in the late 19th century for his relationship with the daughter of a wealthy white man. Um, that's pretty much what it is. Uh, based on a short story by Clive Barker, which I didn't know for a long time. I found that out, I don't know, a few years ago. And I kind of read some of the synopsis of it. And uh, yeah, it, it originally takes place in England. And a lot of it, and you can see some of these themes in the film between like the class divide. Uh, between the rich and the poor, you know, the mm-hmm. aristocracy and the mm-hmm. you know bourgeoisie or whatever you want to call it. Um, and, yeah, you can see a lot of it in this where, you know, they they go through Cabrini Green and the graffiti-laden oh, yeah. place. Another uh, Chicago hallways. film. Yeah, another Chicago film. Um, you know, and then they go to the dinner party with the cackling retard, uh, you know, the long-haired guy, and he's just... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, socialite type people, sure. but they're all, I guess they're all university professors and right and, and all that. But they're you know they, they, we'll call them the elites. Uh, I mean, yeah, again, you can see the parallels uh, the educated. between between the uh, short story and the movie. Um, some of the you know reading through the short, I guess this yeah. So the short story um, is pretty. There's a lot of it, um, elements of the short story that are incorporated into this movie like the the public bathroom the guy gets castrated by Candyman in the public bathroom you know oh yeah yeah that's part of the uh, oh, the, the short story um, it's terrible uh, it, it, they don't have much of a backstory because they don't call him black or white in the uh, short story but he had, they do do the bees the um, you know rib cage full of bees mm-hmm. he's got the hook he's got razor sharp teeth I guess and he's he's like he's all frazzled and stuff so like the character, you know, there's elements of the character from the short story that do appear into it. But for the most part, it, it does follow it like it's about a university student that's going, you know, studying urban legends and folklore and blah, blah, blah. Um, so I was surprised and kind of, you know, happy to see them bring this, you know, old story. Well, I mean, I, I, don't, I, I forget when The Ford Bend came out. It was, it was in a, uh, like, anthology book called The Book of, book of Blood, I believe. The Books of Blood. Um, Books of blood. Uh, but yeah, it's really good. Uh, when I first saw this movie, again, I was like 12, 11, something oh, like yeah, that. Yeah. The young guy. Loved this movie. You scary dare shit. say Candyman in the mirror, man. No, no, no. It was, it was pretty effective. It was, it like was the, effective. You know, it was like the whole, remember the Bloody Mary, you know? Right. You know, it was reminiscent yes. of that. I mean, that, yeah, that's exactly right. Like, you didn't say that either. Like, 
No, because you were when, young. Yeah, when you're a kid, there's you, there's no proof of that they're supernatural, but you see enough story, or you read enough stories, you watch enough movies. And, yeah. And you, 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 there's a, something in the back of your head that you might believe in. Or you, it, you get know? like the shithead uncle that's like, go ahead, go say it. Mm-hmm. I dare you. Like, no. I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I've always been a fan of like the uh, urban legend stuff, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the tales of woe that are you know allegedly true. And I think that's why, you know, remember the Blair Witch Project? That was, you know, was it true? Was it not true? Ultimately, it turned out to not be true. But right. you know, there's a, the the mystery behind it is why it was so successful. It was a found footage film. Um, but yeah, the ur- urban legend stuff. I didn't really like that movie, Urban Legend. I thought that was retarded. Um, Movie scared the hell out of me when I was a kid. Good themes uh, between, you know, the elites versus the poor and uh, haves versus the have-nots. Mm-hmm. And I think it was interesting how they put her apartment, like, overlooking Cabrini Green, essentially. So she's kind of like... She, they're, yeah, they're that of, whole part there kind of, like, took you for a second. You're like, wait, what? <laughs> well, yeah, well, and that's kind of how it was. So, you know, for those of people who don't know, you know, the city of Chicago is kind of laid out north side... West side and south side. East side is the lake, so there is no east side of Chicago. Um, It is a very segregated city. Uh, Pretty much, I would say, like, 30th Street and below, it's all black, essentially. I mean, there is a south side Irish neighborhood, but it's a little bit more to the west. Uh, The west side is very Hispanic and Polish and black. And the north side is where, you know, the rich live. I mean, there's some poor areas up up to the north, like Rogers Park. Um, But it's a very segregated city. And it was interesting because when these buildings were, you know, these, you know, Cabrini Green's a housing project. There's, you know, Robert mm-hmm. Taylor Homes and a couple other ones. I forget the name off the top of my head. And they were built in the River North District off Division Street. And I've driven by, I had jobs in Chicago where I had to drive down to Division Street right past Cabrini Green. And it's a freaking scary area. It oh, re- yeah. I it really do. is. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not there anymore. It's all gentrified. All, oh, the, yeah. all the buildings are gone. They got this subway building there. Yeah. It looks like a subway car. Um, but driving down there, like, this was like 2005, 2004. It's, it's pretty damn sketch, man. Yeah. Yeah. And then they slowly started tearing down all the buildings. Um, and then they started building up apartment buildings and grocery stores, and eventually all that stuff just kind of got rooted out of the neighborhood, and, and that's gentrification pretty much in a nutshell. I don't know where all those people went. They probably shipped them off the suburbs or back to the south side or whatever it was, but they do say that in this movie as well. So, you know, you know the, the imagery of her living, you know, right there essentially across the street from Cabrini Green, mm-hmm. uh, really tells of that class divide where she's like in this high rise and, you know, it's a condo. And, and her looking, friend like makes fun of her. She's like, so how much money did you pay? To don't live ask. Here? Yeah. Don't ex- ask. Yeah. <laughs> how much money does that place cost? <laughs> and then two blocks away, it's Cabrini Green. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's subsidized housing. So, yeah. Yeah. I thought that was interesting that they did, did that. What do you first remember about this movie? You remember where you first saw it? I think I, I never saw this in the theater. I saw it, this was a rental. No, yeah, it had to have been a rental. And I remember right away, too, like just the beginning of the movie with that great kind of like the aerial shot. V, yeah, aerial shot of the car driving and just like. Yeah, that was awesome. I, I liked that it. so much. Mm-hmm. There's know? a lot of good aerial shots in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It's almost like they had a drone when drones didn't exist. <laughs> you know, they had a helicopter. They had to have been on helicopter. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I I remember you know the terrible part of like you said the bathroom part and you know when they're all going through who Candyman is mm-hmm. and then reveal of the guy who really isn't and. You know, these are all things like I remembered and made me still like this movie even even now when I put it in. I was like, oh, man, you know, it was a great revisit to to this movie. So, yeah, absolutely. You know, back in our Aliens episode, we were talking about Bishop. You don't you know, there's a mystery behind Bishop. You don't know if he's a good side or bad side. Same thing with Burke. You don't know if he's on good or bad sides. And with this movie, you don't know if Candyman's real or not till like the middle of the movie. <laughs> and like, you know, is, is he just an urban legend? Is everyone just telling tales? And they do, I think they do a pretty good job of keeping that mystery there. Yeah, I think the funny part to me was like when she walked into his area and he was like sleeping. I was like, that's weird. 
Yeah, yeah, he's just like that. laying on the thing, kind of heavy breathing, you know. Like, why does this guy need to sleep? He's immortal. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I remember. Yeah, this was a, a video rental for me and my brother and friends, and yeah, we'd watch it. Maybe be on HBO if we had HBO at the time. Yeah. Um, yeah, very good movie. I saw the second movie, which kind of goes deeper. Candyman Two: Farewell to the Flesh. Farewell to the Flesh. Um, it kind of goes deeper into his backstory, and like I think it's set in New Orleans, and uh, which kind of I don't know. Maybe I need to see it again, but I think they that one they shows t- like them putting the hook in and, and the honey, right? And yeah, and yeah. The, yeah, that yeah. I forgot it was it was this movie or the or the, yeah. or the sequel because I, I was like waiting for that scene. I'm like, oh no, it's just in the murals and all yeah. that. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I scared the hell out of me. You know, I was never one as a kid to have a whole lot of nightmares, so it's not like it, you know, did that. But it, it's it, it's a scary movie, and it's got a. It always plays you. on, you know, a lot of these always play on like, you know, if you're by yourself in the dark, you yeah, know what I mean. Right. And there's nothing more terrifying than when you're young and that happens. Mm-hmm. So you know, watching any of these in the dark or just finish watching these and then going into a dark room you're automatically like uh, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah turn the lights on turn the lights yeah, on exactly <laughs> um a lot of smoking and again in this movie just like all razor <laughs> yeah <laughs> damn smoking. people yep those were the times man <laughs> those were the times yeah um, i kept thinking that too <laughs> uh, so we can go through the characters uh i think Virginia Madsen did a very good job. I, mean, I say A plus, uh, A plus performance yeah. from, from her in this. Like she, you know, she goes from, you know, inquisitive college student trying to publish a paper, yeah. to an almost an investigative journalist, and then like, uh, en- entranced with this urban legend, and then psycho seemingly psycho chick that uh, is murdering people. Yeah. And man. then under under a trance from from Candyman. And yeah, then, that that was a lot of stuff I didn't really remember. You know, was uh, how the she love was story like, part of it? Yeah, yeah, that mm-hmm. really like stood out this time more. Sure. Yeah, I didn't, than, than any time I've watched it in the I, past. I've always remembered it, but I didn't realize, or I don't, I didn't remember that there was so much of her motivations were being under his spell, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I guess she was, like, literally hypnotized for, like, they had a professional yeah. hypnotist for this movie. Um, oh, really? Yeah, so she was, yeah, literally hypnotized for the role uh, in all those scenes where she's, like, in a trance and her eyes are, like, down. I guess they did, they did it 10 minutes before shooting, so she'd be, like, fully under. And then they'd have Whoa. a word that would snap her out of it. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, but super believable. Um, Not necessary, but no, I wouldn't think so. But <laughs> hey, real recognize real. All right, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, she did a very good job. I think that her friend did a decent enough job. She was kind of a yeah, side character, yeah. but mm-hmm. uh, you know, good enough. Ooh, well, like I didn't remember like them taking such a good shot after she got killed. Of like the and, goriness. Yeah, of it. and She's I saw. Weird. I was like, damn. <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> <laughs> she got ripped up. Yeah, no, I, I didn't remember that either. And I was trying to remember if she did get murdered. Like, I was like, does the friend get murdered? Does the friend get murdered? I knew she did, but I thought it was just like that part where, like, she realizes that she's staring, you know, forward at, I don't know if it's either her or Candyman, but, you know, and then you hear... You hear the noises of her getting cut. Mm-hmm. And that's all that I remember, but then... Yeah, when she comes to and the cops kind of stop her and she gets that real good look at her all cut up, you're like, oh, my God. Clean that shit up already. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And, you know, that's another thing that I think makes Candyman so effective is that he keeps setting her up for these murders. Oh, man, yeah. It's, like, nightmarish. Well, and then the stupid parts where she would, like, grab a knife. Yeah, (laughs) the first time with the... uh, the woman in Cabrini Green, like yeah, she goes, "Oh, let me pick up this knife here." Yeah, right why here. would you just pick that this... up? <laughs> I obviously didn't have it, but you know, maybe I should hold on to it. Right, keep your uh, mittens off the uh, in the meat. I get cleaver. it. She probably thinks for self defense, but yeah, all of this is basically like worst timing ever. Right. Every time she's like holding it up to like defend herself or something, and then the cops come in and then he's gone. Or yeah, and like she's that. like. 
<laughs> up yeah. on, on top of her, ready to swing it and chop her head off. You know, the dog's head's already off. Yeah, don't stop her from cutting this lady's head off. But I remember for the first time I was seeing that, like, oh my god, she's fucked. yeah. You know, like had a visceral experience watching that. You're like, Cause sure. you know, you put yourself in that position. I think I've dreamt I've been in that position before. Yeah. Like you wake, you wake up and you, you did something terrible and you don't know if you did it or you're being framed, you know? Yeah. And, and, I really liked the reality of her like being in the police station, mm-hmm. you know, like, like still covered in blood, still covered in blood, off her, taking off you her. know, just wanting to shower with, you know, just, right. Oh my God. Like mm-hmm. that's, very yeah. real. Yeah. <laughs> like, if that was you, you'd be like, I just want to wash this off get of me. This get this, me, please. you know, what am I doing here? Right. You know, and then the cop lady just, you know, your bra, mm-hmm. taking off your pants. Well, I'm and, sure that was a pretty realistic uh, <laughs> cop yeah. there. Like, <laughs> I know. Lift up your left just breast. left breast, right breast. The right. Yeah, right. I'm not listening to your crazy bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, again, good performance by Virginia Madsen. Tony, and again, Tony Todd, who's very, fairly unknown before this. I don't remember seeing him anywhere in anything before he got this role. I think you know, I was reading that he was kind of getting talked out of it because he's going to get typecast in it. Uh, they had somebody else for the role. Well, if you ain't got no other roles anywhere else, maybe take the typecast. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, something else. Oh, okay, so you know, a few other things. You know, you know the Ruthie, Ru- the Ruthie Jean character. That was a real murder that happened in Cambridge Green. That's where they kind of got the idea from that. Um, Eddie Murphy was a originally a original choice for Candyman. No, yeah, but he, he was too expensive, and it would have been ridiculous. Yeah, but Tony Todd's six foot five. You know, physically fit, yeah. you know, commanding dude. He was kind of perfect for it, and he, he and uh, I like his first shot. When he comes into the movie, and he's the not saying gar- anything. In he's the just, garage, yeah, he's the just kind of like, back. you know, standing there, you know, and that's how you know, like, uh oh, like this is the real one. Mm-hmm. You know? uh, great performance in it. Uh, black villain, one of the first black villains aside from Blackula, I think. Blackula <laughs> or Blackenstein, <laughs> or <laughs> those black exto- exploitation films, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Blackula. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had a good one in my head and I lost it. <laughs> um, oh, what about Shownuff? Show Oh, uh, Last Dragon. <laughs> yeah. Shogun. <laughs> the Shogun of Harlem. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so he was skeptic about, you know, playing the can. Uh, Oh, no, not because he was getting typecast. Uh, due to the number of bee stings that he would have to receive in it. Dude, yeah, all the bees in his mouth and yeah, shit. I guess oh, had, my God. He had a mouthpiece. He's like, I was I was reading, he was like, I, I just kind of blanked out and didn't want to. Yeah, because he has to, like, bend over and, like, kiss her. Uh-huh. And you can tell she had her mouth, like, closed the whole time. She was like, uh-uh. Yeah, and then like he comes back up, and they're still like in his mouth, and well, you're like, oh. they used all kinds of real bees for this movie. It was like two hundred thousand, two hundred thousand bees they came in and used. Like it was this famous, you know, beekeeper of Hollywood. Yeah, and uh, he negotiated in his contract a thousand dollars per bee sting that he got. Good call. Yeah, he got twenty three twenty three bee stings, <laughs> twenty three thousand grand, twenty three thousand yeah. dollars he got after that. <laughs> and what's what's more surprising is that Virginia Madsen is allergic to bees. Oh, really? Yeah, so she was super nervous about taping that scene, but I guess they got, like, I, I guess female bees or male, whatever bees that don't sting. They're really young, so uh, they don't oh, okay. sting yet. So, they, you know, not a whole lot of uh, opportunity. But And, and all these bee uh, scenes, the, the entire cast and cr- or all the crew, was they're all wearing bees, beekeeper suits, you know? Oh, just, yeah, I yeah. bet, dude. But it was, it was a reading that everyone got stung at least once. Who was it was ever involved in those scenes, but... Yeah, they used real bees for all that. They, yeah, he put a mouthpiece in. He's just like, God, man, I, I haven't been stung in like over twenty years. And this past year, I got stung twice. Oh, really? I don't know what the hell happened. One of them was hilarious because he was just like buzzing full bore through the through the wind and just like blasted <laughs> me in the face like a bee. Like bullet. just he didn't. Yeah, he you could tell he wasn't on purpose trying to do that. But of course, and just ran into you and said, oh, "Stung me when he did it." Fuck you! Then it fell down the back of my shirt. I was like, "Ah, ah!" Mm-hmm. 
but yeah, Tony Todd, great, great actor, great performance in this movie. Um, he was saying that he wanted to kind of his own personal Phantom of the Opera. I, I can that makes I sense. I can see that. It does make sense. Put a little half mask on him. Uh, the boy or the husband of Trevor, yeah. played by Xander Asshole. Berkeley. Yeah, you can tell he's cheating at the beginning. You know, oh, yeah. it's like when the when he's having that lecture and she got the chick. Bye. You know. Yeah. She was right to be suspicious. I mean, yeah. look at that. Right <clears throat> away, she was like, um. Yeah. What the fuck is she doing here? <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's kind of a gangly like dude. Yeah. I mean, I guess he's the he's college professor, professor, and yeah, she she's enamored with uh with the old professor. I don't know. He had. Kind of a milk toast performance, neither here nor there. What else was he going to do with it? Good call. So that's pretty much everybody, you know. Um, the woman in the apartment with the baby, uh, she's good performance as a nice lady and then oh, freaked yeah, out yeah. lady. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, when they first <clears throat> see her, she's like, looks like she ain't going to take no shit. Mm-hmm. Like she's about to. She's got the fucking Rottweiler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> got the Rottweiler, yeah. But then, yeah, she... Uh, can you imagine taking that dog to shit out every time it's got a shit? Oh, like going dude. down 13 flights of stairs? <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> Get a gun, bitch. <laughs> That's why I'm a cat person now. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so, yeah, the opening, the opening shot, uh, very good title, title sequence. They kind of you know, going over the uh, highways and byways of, sh- of the city of Chicago. And uh, like I said, a lot of good aerial shots in this movie. A lot mm-hmm. of, like... Uh, yeah, aerial shots. Um, the score was good too. The yeah. score. So yeah, let me talk about that. Good. It's iconic. Everyone kind of yeah. knows that. I think it was overused in the movie. Like that's all I remember hearing the entire movie. Yeah. Yeah, aside from the every new scene. I was like, all right, I get it. It's the theme music of Candyman, but. Shoving it up our asses. Yeah. <laughs> just it's a, a little, little t- loud. Yeah, it's a, I could see that. I just thought it was overused. Every new scene. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right. <laughs> all right, Jesus. Um, so, yeah, uh, I, I do like the uh, gangsta fashion in this in this movie. <laughs> the early 90s gangsters are wearing... Most non-threatening versions. Turquoise. Turquoise and purple. Pur- purple and fanny packs. Yeah, and fanny packs. Is that how the... Is that, is that what yeah. the gangs were, were sporting back in the I day? I don't think so. I think they... Uh... Oh, come on. It's got to be a little, little bit real, you know? <laughs> I mean, everybody was sporting that shit back in the day. I'm sure maybe different colors, but... Nah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, pretty sure on the turquoise and purple. I don't know. I wasn't there. But, I wasn't there either. But those colors were everywhere. Those yeah. colors oh, yeah, were yeah. everywhere. But yeah. that was normally because they'd wear like a uh, like a football team or whatever. Yeah, a starter and jacket. They, yeah, yeah, starter jackets. And like normally, those colors were like the game, or at least you know that's what I've heard. Yeah, you got a white I mean, socks. I'm not hat talking like, from experience. Yeah, right. I was banging. Yeah. I was banging back in the day. <laughs> L.A. King. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, she's tasked with, uh, uh, or that's, she's not tasked with, she's, you know, writing her thesis on the Candyman and whether or not he's true. And she's getting all kinds of different accounts from people. And that, that's what and what everyone's mm-hmm. saying. She's talking to the two uh, cleaning ladies at the school. They both know her to Candyman and they have their own story about Ruthie Jean. Um, and she eventually goes to Caprini Green, which... That's ballsy ass yeah, move. Ballsy. I wouldn't I, like when like I was saying. I used to drive by there if I had to go to stop at a stoplight. Even her light. friends like begging her, like we don't want to do this. We look like cops. <laughs> we look like cops, you know. And they pull over eventually, and like, okay, do you want me to go back? You know. And then they go, well, what would the boys do? And they would, they would quit right away. Exactly. So mm-hmm. that apparently is reason enough for them to continue on. Yeah, let's go in deep into gang territory. Right. Yeah. And exactly what happens is they park and there's immediately they get, they get harassed. Know, ten yeah. guys that are harassing them and mm-hmm. you know, they immediately start calling out that they're cops and Exactly. And then you know, so they get to Ruthie Jean's apartment and I wouldn't be going it's like why are you going for a story? You're gonna risk your life for a story, you know? I mean, I I, I guess it could change your life. I mean there's people that go to war and all that stuff, but um, I don't know. This yeah. is before internet, so yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
you know, and, there, and you know, in, in the original short story, The Forbidden, the the the, the terms, you know, be my victim are, are taken from that short story, mm-hmm. and so is sweets to the sweet. Yeah, that's you know, graffitied all over the place yeah. in the short story. That's what it said all over the place, and even the uh, uh, medicine chest. How you you get you take the medicine chest? Off. Oh no, that's how. The original Ruthie Jean or the Ruthie May got killed was the killer came in through the medicine cabinet mm-hmm. in the original story. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she goes in this dank apartment and it's like, man, that's some bad apartment. Oh yeah. And she's like crawling through all this stuff and she, you know, yeah. And I'm like, what do no you do? No fear, dude. No, no fear at all. I'd be like, yeah. yeah. Like, Where's the cockroaches and spiders and yep. shit? That's what I'd be scared of the most. Her friend, either, <laughs> even like I like how she used her jacket to put on the, the tub right. so she could sit down. Uh-huh. <laughs> She's like, I don't even want my jacket touching anything here. Man, if someone did, like, bitch, it's my jacket. Yep. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> and she's smoking in there. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but there's a lot of cool imagery in there. I did like the uh, um, painting of the guy. Graffiti, the, the mouth. Yeah, the mouth, yeah. and that's taken from the original short story. It's pretty cool. Um, it's hard to tell why all these, like what that part of that building is, because they go in through an apartment building, and then where's that other door to that apartment? Because there's like there's no doors anywhere. They're just crawling through cracks, like openings through walls. Mm-hmm. Like, what is that? I, I don't get it. From... I vaguely remember that that's just how he went through. Like, he went through all these areas, like, in the building to go to the mirrors. So oh, really? I would imagine it's got to be some sort of Hub. maze or whatever yeah. that he... Well, it's definitely seem, definitely se- seemed that way. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, they meet the, the single mom with the baby, uh, the, with the crazy Rottweiler. They realize that's all he's got, or that's all, the baby's all she's got. She mentions that she any time the white people come around, that all they do is cause trouble. <laughs> I was like, okay, damn white people, well, fucking whitey. Yep, every time, <laughs> every time. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then yeah, the, the stereo, the, the dinner scene where they're sitting down with all the college professors and, uh, and yeah. like that that one fat dude. He's just super condescending. Yeah, and, <laughs> this annoying cackling. Oh, you've never heard of Candyman. That's because she's like, I like how, you know, he kind of poops on her because she's like, we're going to bury you. Yeah. You know, and he's like, how do you you even know of? (laughs) You've never heard of the backstory of Candyman? (laughs) How do you intend to bury me? (laughs) (laughs) That was good, dude. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. You know, and then she uh, she goes back to Cabrini Green after that. She meets the little boy Jake, which I didn't really like. Little boy Jake, no, yeah, I thought he was a little too militant at times, a little too innocent <laughs> at other times. He's hardcore. And then he takes her to the bathroom where someone got ki- castrated. Ugh, yeah, that was a brutal so scene. Bad. And she goes in there and she's taking pictures of everything. And then the drug dealer known as Candyman comes yeah. in. Why is he carrying around a hook? You know, because <laughs> like, he wants to be. He wants to be the Persona, legend. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and she gets whacked across the eye by him. Yeah, dude. When they show that. You're like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> and even, like, they show it as it's healing, uh-huh. and it's still, like, hideous. Brutal. Yep. At one point, her eyeball was, like, red. It was mm-hmm. terrible. Mm-hmm. I do like the lineup where they're like, "We're well, here looking for Candyman, bitch." <laughs> I know. Step forward. They all say it like, "We're well, here looking like... for Candyman, bitch." <laughs> <laughs> they all sound the exact same, right? <laughs> you know, it reminded me of the Usual Suspects. Yeah. Give me the keys, cocksucker! <laughs> give me the keys, cocksucker! <laughs> you give me the keys, cocksucker! <laughs> yes. Oh uh, yeah, that's what reminded me of that. And then you know, there's another apartment scene where the husband comes home and. He's super disinterested with uh, his wife making him dinner and taking care of him. And oh, all yeah. I'm just like, dude. That was not cool. Was like, yeah. You can tell he's like, yeah, I just ate some other Jake. Out. <laughs> 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 yeah, and then so, yeah, she finally, you know, gets better, goes back to the, to the uh, university, and uh, Bernadette's got the uh, photos that they were able to recover from the camera. And then that's when we see Candyman. She's going to the parking lot, mm-hmm. and he's... Be my victim, and uh, you know, <laughs> he says a lot of weird shit. Be you know? my victim. Uh, in the- 
<laughs> so much overdubbing. <laughs> Come to me, Helen. <laughs> Come to me. It's a little over the top. <laughs> You know, and she's just like going through this hypnotic trance, and oh. that's when she wakes up in that ba- in the uh, bathroom of the uh, apartment, and she seemingly uh, attacked the dog, cut its head off, and uh, the lady's going nuts. I mean, freaking, yeah. freaking out. She's, and well, that's like what wakes her up. Sees all the blood on her like stomach, and she thinks it's her. Right. So she has to kind of look around she's first. Sitting in that pool of blood, and they'll say that about the blood in this movie. It's everywhere. Yeah. It's like whenever there's a bloody scene, it's a bloody freaking scine. It's like there's blood on the walls, blood yeah. in her hair, blood in all over the place. I'm like, wow, that's pretty gruesome, Candyman. Yeah. <laughs> Way to go, bud. Yeah, and then she yeah she gets arrested, and then yeah the the, the bra scene, and then the bathtub booby scene, a bathtub booby scene. <laughs> And when he's got to go for 20 minutes, and that, well, then, yeah, yeah he's only going back like, in 20 minutes. I bet you will, yeah. you son of a. Yeah, so she, yeah, she, Candyman essentially frames her for kidnapping it. They can't find the baby. Yeah. Um, so they can't she charge her. She calls him at, what, three in the morning? Three in the to morning. To come bail her out, and he's not home. They show that, you know, the zoom the empty in bed. Of her empty bed. Yep. It's like, ooh, he's so in trouble. I know she's in fucking jail and yeah. he's not. He's nowhere, oh nowhere to be found. Yeah, that freaked me out too. Where the fuck is my wife? Where yep. is she? It's three a.m. Answer the phone. Answer the phone. Yep. <laughs> you know, I go. He's like, I was asleep. I was fast asleep. Uh-huh. Yeah, sure you were, dickhead. Son of a bitch. But then just as fast, you know, you know, she's looking through the uh, the slides that she got. And she sees Candyman in the reflection in one of the pictures, and then. Eventually, Candyman comes back when she's at her apartment. You know, he hooks her in the neck and she passes out, and her friend Bernadette is there to visit her. Oh, yeah, yeah. She comes out of the bathtub. She's in the kitchen. Grabs a beer. Um, Yeah, just grabs a beer. And then she goes to the slides. Yeah. And then after the slides, I don't know. It it doesn't matter. Candyman comes back. Maybe that's how he comes back. She saw him in the mirror or whatever. And then her friend. You know, he trances her, and then her friend comes over, and he kills her, and then again, she's got a knife in her hand. Yep. I'm like, you motherfucking candy man, you son yep. of a bitch. But the whole thing of him choosing Helen is that he told she told the little boy that Candyman isn't real. And his motivation is like, well, no one believes in me anymore, so now i got to kill a bunch of more innocent people, and I'm going to yeah, frame you for it. because you just got this one guy arrested who says he's Candyman. Right. Mm-hmm. And so now people believe that he's gone. I'm no longer here. You know, almost kind of like a, a Freddy type of thing where or if Santa. nobody's scared about, <laughs> you know, you yeah. say her Santa. Uh-huh. <laughs> Nobody believes you don't, <laughs> you don't exist, Santa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that too. But also they, they you know, there's uh, that picture that they show, that graffiti that looks like her. So at there's a certain point where he is actually like he chose her. Yeah, he did choose so, her, but she, you know, he. But at this point, you don't know that yet, you know. So. Right. Yeah, he cho- he chooses her, but yeah, he he keeps saying that you know since you did this, I'm doing this to you. Yeah, now we're destined more, to be to go uh, be together and make you immortal. And yeah, he said. Uh, like more innocent must die because you made them think that you know nobody nobody's here or nobody uh, believes in me anymore. Right, exactly. Yeah, um, which is I don't know, convoluted a little bit, but whatever. <laughs> what a dick. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's fine. Um, but yeah, and then she goes to the psych ward, and then some okay scenes, good acting by Virginia Madsen. She kind of carries the entire movie. Um, and then, yeah, she has to go to the, the psychiatrist's office. She realizes she's been there a month. Yeah. And she's like, let me talk to my lawyer. He's like, uh, I kind of am your lawyer, mm-hmm. you know? And that's when he's like, yeah, you got to tell me. You got to. You got to give me something. To me, like <laughs> what it is that you saw. And she's like, well, I can show you. I can prove to you. Mm-hmm. And, like, when she gets to the fourth Candyman after looking in the mirror, she's just kind of like, are you sure? You know, kind of looks at him again, says the last one, and it's nothing. So at this time, at this point, you're almost kind of like, oh, man, is he not going to show? Going to make it look more crazy? Uh-huh. You know, but 
Sure enough. The best possible thing could happen. <laughs> he actually does show up. Uh, and he hooks his asshole in the back. Oh, my God. Tears his spleen out, all kinds of shit. Uh, you don't see a whole lot of it except the guy coughing up blood. Yeah. And then, again, he kills the guy. They're all alone. He kills the guy, and he, he cuts off her strap, so yeah. she has to escape. She's going to get charged yeah. with this guy's murder. And he... I thought it was weird that he just kind of flew out the window. Yeah, he says something <laughs> to her like, you know, you know, now you're definitely, you know, with me or something along those lines. And, yeah. It's you know, weird and then tells her, you know, I have the kid meet me here. And then, yeah, does that backwards. It's almost like Batman thrust. getting like with the yeah, sky hook. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, a little, a little weird, know. a little off-putting, but yeah. Whatever. Uh, let's take a break. We'll be right back with the Retro Movies and Metal Show. And we are back. So yeah, he does the Batman Skyhook thing out the window. Uh, And then she escapes out of it. And uh, she goes into another window. She knocks on the window. And she tackles the nurse and knocks her the fuck out. (laughs) Like and slams her head on the floor. Poor nurse. And then the, the like, mental well, patients, fuck. the mental patients just sitting there watching it all, yeah, <laughs> drooling, just you know, whatever. And she just robes her, takes her clothes, takes her keys, finds her way to the elevator, gets out, and she's running. And I don't know where this hospital is at. And she just runs home, and she finds that her husband Trevor has all along been sleeping with the uh, college student. Yeah, and the whole time when she walks in, like, there's like a sound, and you're kind of like, is that humping sound? Yeah, you know, a little bit. I'm waiting to hear, see her like walk around the corner and them humping, you know. And like, I come around the corner and it's worse. She's painting their house. Pink. <laughs> pink. <laughs> what the fuck is What doing? the hell? Pepto pink. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bad color scheme. And Helen agrees. <laughs> I love, yeah, she, isn't that what she said? She's like, terrible color scheme. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's funny that. Uh, the, and she immediately starts crying. Yeah, <laughs> she had an over the top performance. Yeah. That. All she did was cry the entire time. Well, just, see, at first I was like, that's ridiculous. But then if you think about it, all this girl knows is this lady, like, killed, killed people, mutilated people, two people and mutilated, yeah. you know, a dog uh-huh. and, you know, so, I don't know. I could see somebody like her freaking out to the point of just like crying and melting down. Yeah, sure. yeah. I guess I could see that. But just and then on every... top of that, like you know, her husband coming in. Oh, dude, hey, what's the matter? You get a He's all fresh out of the shower. Yeah, and shit, yeah. He's you got know? the towel around the neck. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was not a super, good look. Super douchey. Yep. But you know. She, Helen's unarmed, and I didn't really like this scene because I don't. I didn't think Trevor needed to be that scared of her. Yeah. She's unarmed. Just grab her, tackle her down. Stacy, call nine one one. All right, <laughs> Helen, calm down. You're staying here until the cops come. Okay. She's like, "What's the matter? You scared of something?" Yeah, I'd be like, "No." He's like, "No, come here. <laughs> I'll no, show you. You're half my weight. <laughs> I could just wring your neck." <laughs> And then she, yeah, she eventually yeah. leaves. She gets to the bridge. And again, I know Chicago fairly well. And she's trekking miles and miles and miles on foot. <laughs> In heels. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure that, that like the college campus is UIC. And that is a long way to yeah. River North, you know, to yeah. Cabrini Green. Very long. That's like half a day's walk. <laughs> <laughs> Even for people that walk in Chicago. Yeah. And then she goes up to... You know, she finds her way to the Cabrini Green apartment because she's got to find the baby the to kind baby, of, com- yeah. you know, complete the deal with, uh, with Candyman because Candyman says he'll give up the baby if he uh, makes her immortal and lives with her. And and, and that's her, when she walks in on him, Darth Vadering, breathing, taking a nap. Mm-hmm. And that, yeah, then we get the, we get because <laughs> he's all excited. He's like, "You came." Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and. That's when we get the really good shot, uh, the real good scene of the bees, you know, the bees in the mouth, the bees everywhere, the bees covering everything. You think you could do that? Mm. Say they are (sighs) non-stingable bees, like the... the Non-stingable bees for as much money as he got? Yeah, I could probably do that. You work it out, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Get over your fear a little bit for some cash. I mean... I think I could, too. 
Yeah, because if you're, I mean, there was a guard in his mouth too, so it's not like he swallowed any. I'm sure. Yeah, I, I wouldn't um, think so, but I mean, there's you know safety. Yeah, but damn, dude, that's I do not like. Now I get it. There are several different types of bees. Some are, you know, very innocent like. Some are not. Um, I work outside, so I see every type of them. Um, there are some that you can't tell the difference between one that's going to really hurt you and one that's not. Um, so Indeed. I just have like a general rule of staying away from bees the best I can. Oh, yeah. And also not to anger them, just to kind of walk away or just, you know. The only time I start to get really like pissed is like, if I'm like maybe s- softly brushing it away, but like it keeps coming back to right. your face. Yeah, I'm not a you know <laughs> I'm not a bee freaker outer. I'm not all like bee yeah. around. But but like it's just, when it's of, like it seems like it wants to attack sting you. you or <laughs> yeah. attack you, that's when I'm like yeah. <laughs> yeah, for the most part, it's like you just got to stay kind of calm and. He looked really calm while sure. all those bees were there. But he just though, checked out mentally. Yeah. He's like, okay. I just, but, yeah, uh, you can definitely tell, like, he wasn't there in his mind. Uh-huh. He was like, I'm, I'm basically asleep with these bees. I have yeah. a weird bee-like story. So me and Jen were sitting in the garage, and we've got windows in the garage, and there was this giant-looking bug just crawling up it, crawling up the window. Yeah. And it looked like a giant bee, like a giant bee. Like, it was, like, almost orangish. Uh, I don't know how most bees are born. Aren't they, aren't they born out of the honeycomb? Isn't that how they're uh, mm-hmm. like hatched and all that stuff? So it's not like the, the queen's got so. a bunch of eggs in her or anything. No. But this bug looked like a queen bee. So mm-hmm. I just grabbed a paper towel, grabbed it off the window, and just kind of you know crunched it in my hand to try to make sure it's dead. And I threw it on the bench. Oh, it wasn't dead. It started crawling around yeah. on my bench. I was like, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, I grabbed it again, and I went like that. It's pounded it on the table and a bunch of little like babies started like hundreds of babies started coming oh, out of no. it. Oh no. I was like, oh my God. And I slamming everything. <laughs> oh my God. Jen's like, ah. Oh. <laughs> it was pretty. Uh... That's happened to me with a spider. Oh really? They have a ton of baby spiders on their back. Mm. If you go and squish it, like all the babies scatter off. Yeah. It's it. like a balloon popped and yeah. <laughs> they're everywhere. But yeah, I mean, you got to be careful with bees, too, because, like, you know, it's uh, – they'll have a pheromone that – Attracts the other ones. When you kill it, yeah. it's, it'll go off, and it attracts any surrounding bees to come and sting you. Yeah, that's why I think this thing wasn't so – That's why I try not to, like, kill bees. I just try to sweep them away, you know, get away from me. You know? Yeah, I'll just... kill bees. I, I don't care. It's like, <laughs> more come, more come. I'm ready. <laughs> But yeah, that's what it makes me think that thing wasn't a bee because I'm pretty sure that they hatch in like in the in the hive and and all that. So this is probably some other kind that's of that's pretty bee, much where they stay. Like, bee like you know, they'll fly around, but they always kind of st- stick around that area. Yeah, but back yeah back to the movie, back to Cabrini Green. She finds you know the, the, we got the bee scene and everything, and then she passes out again, wakes up, and uh, sees her face in the mural that and it says Helen. It was always mm-hmm. you, you know, mm-hmm. kind of graffitied across the mural. That you found. And he's like, uh, what, carrying her to the the wood pile? No, he doesn't carry her to the wood pile. She just wakes up, and then she hears the baby crying. And then she oh, looks that's out right. there. That's right. And the, this is, Candyman put the baby in the giant junk pile yeah. that they that they've been she runs saving out. up to burn. Yeah. And she crawls. And we're talking garbage, like landfill style yeah. size uh, garbage heap that they plan to And on they burning. make a mention of that earlier in the movie. Yeah, the little boy says something. He about said it. something about they were, yeah, making it for some fire or something. Mm-hmm. And, and then the little boy Jake wakes up and he sees she's her with the hook. And he goes down and he thinks Candyman's in there. So he's like, yeah. he's like, I'm going to kill this guy once and for all. Yeah. So he gets he Tells out. all the people. They all kind of come out. Right. You know. Oh, they yeah. come marching out with gas cans and yeah, all yeah. kinds of shit. He's like, Candyman's in there. Let's, let's Burn get this him. motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, she gets in there. Everyone comes out. They, pour, they douse the thing in gasoline, set it on fire. She finds the baby, but Candyman shows up and uh, kind of reneges on their thing, wants to kill both of them. Yeah. Um, and holds her in there. Mm-hmm. You know. 
But eventually she gets the baby out, but she burns herself alive. And uh, the uh, people of Cabrini Green, I guess, forgive her. I'm not sure if that's what it is. Yeah, I mean, the one there's one thing that the end, slightly irritates me is like he's holding her. She has a hook that, you know, she grabbed earlier. She just sticks him in the chest with it the one time. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden he's like, oh, you know, like that's enough to like essentially like not kill him. Like but wound him? Like, yeah, I mean, you think this guy is like crazy strong. Like, yeah. And like, again, immortal, you know? What, yeah. You know, so why is him? it so like that hurt him so, you know? And then like a little bit of fire starts falling on him all it's, Oh, you know, it's, I don't know. He just went down too easy. Yeah, I think so. I thought so too. And if he's a mortal guy, then why is burning him alive going to do right. anything? I mean, it's a supernatural movie. I mean, it's yeah. got to come. He's got to be able to be killed somehow. But they should say that like he's got to, early in in the movie. There's some part of the lore where he hates fire or something, something. like that. But yeah, she did crawl out of there with the baby. She caught on fire. Um, you know, and then she dies at the, some baby. point where she's crawling out. Uh, there's, it's hilariously a guy with a wig. Yeah. Uh huh. When they show the hair, I on saw fire. that. I started cracking up. I said, "There's the wig." Yep. <laughs> Movie magic. Yeah. And then all the, you know, they, they cut to the funeral where she gets laid to rest, and then all the people from Cabrini Green come and, you know, I guess throw the hook down there. So yeah, I'm, uh, maybe it's, it's lost on me whether they respect her or they or they're glad that she's dead. I think it's a respect. I think it's kind of unwritten that they because she saved the baby it's you know that they weren't so like a part of the group that didn't believe her the whole time like all the police and all those people i think they were because they have such a hardcore belief in candy man that she believed them too and she believed them too so maybe they took her in as her own in in a way, and they weren't trying to kill her. They were trying to kill Candyman. So when she came out with the baby and then, you know, hands the baby right to the mother and they put her out, you know, and you can see they're kind of like coddling her with the blankets and trying to get her to, yeah, you know, stay there. So I felt that was it. But, yeah, you know, obviously she, you know, doesn't make it and. She turns into Helen. Helen. Yeah. yeah. Then, we, then we get the shot at the that end with the uh, bra, with the braless, uh, braless yeah. new chick, and the, the d- poking eye out with yeah, those know, things. Exactly. <laughs> and the husband's in, in the bathroom, just thinking about his ex-wife yeah. and uh, probably oh, believing her. Helen. And, oh. And, yeah. He says her name five times in the uh, into the mirror, and uh, she appears and murders. But she ass. appears. I thought she appeared awesome. She came out. Even like with the melty cap that she's got on her head, it's almost like she's just immediately like, yeah, like Revenge. she could be like, yeah, she just did it real good, I thought, and killed that asshole. And yeah, he's the biggest douchebag of the yeah, movie, like, aside from the big aristocratic professor dude. <laughs> yeah, he was a big douche. Yeah, he should be on her list too. Yeah, I know. Go find, <laughs> go find his stupid ass. <laughs> No, you think you were going to beat us, mother. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's pretty much the end of the movie. Uh, great movie. Good horror movie. Uh, yeah. Suspenseful. A little slow at times, but uh, great cinematography. Yeah. It's uh, iconic so- a song that came from a piano score that came from it. A little overused in the movie, in my opinion, but uh, overall yeah, really good. Right. What grade would you give this movie, Senor Tony? Uh, I would give it like a B or B plus. Um, you know, it's uh, one of those complex type horror movies where it's not just slasher, and uh, you know, it's something that I'm looking forward to. You know, seeing the next one. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> um, I agree. B plus. Uh, yeah, it's got a lot of complexity. It's got the love story aspect. It's got the. Uh, Rich versus the poor aspect to it. Um, yeah, let me see the Rotten Tomato score. Critics have it at 79, oh, okay. which is surprising. Uh, you think they'd uh, have it a little bit, you know, not, you know, historically good to horror movies, but what are you going to yeah. do? 
Uh, audience has it lower at 63%, which is even more surprising. Oh, what the fart? Yeah, you think the audience would like uh, <laughs> the audience would like it a little bit more. I definitely agree with the critics more on this one. Yeah, surprisingly. Uh, anything else to say about this movie, my friend? No, man. Just uh, it was good to go back and check it out. I did watch the remake. Um, you know, it was pretty good for what it was. It didn't hit like on a lot of points or um like these two the two movies this one and that remake are not really the same style or anything but Candyman is the you know prime character um but it's weird check it out it's it's got a lot of like uh development of the quote unquote like next Candyman I guess or uh yeah it's uh I would have to check it out again, too, to get a little more detail into it. But if you like this one, maybe check out the, the remake. Um, that might be bad advice, but, you know. Well, check out the sequel. Uh, yeah. Farewell to the Flesh. Yeah, Farewell to the Flesh is the next one. And then, yeah. Um, yeah, hopefully you uh, take the next one because I'm going to go check it out. I'll, maybe I'll check it out. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you for sharing. And don't forget to go and leave us a rate and review of at least five stars. It helps us grow the show. Check us out at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and the Anchor app or wherever you get your podcasts. Tune in. Check us out on the Big Three, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And hit us up, Retro and the Show. Thank you all, and we will see you next time. <laughs>